Welcome to the Monday Morning Show. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Sorry we're four minutes late. It's my fault. Uh, I forgot to send Ryan the link. And I was just sitting here like this being like, boy, Ryan's being really unprofessional today. No, but it was me. It was me. So sorry about that. How you guys doing? How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great, man. Fantastic. You sound great on the mic. And uh, Thank you. I'm sure you're feeling rested after coming back from Miami, huh? Yeah. What happens to me every year, I think it happens to position coaches too, is I crash after the season. Yeah. And maybe it takes a couple of weeks, but all the adrenaline wears off and I get sick. So I got to my, Miami and boom, I got sick. The first two days I wasn't feeling good, but what I did was I just laid on the beach, which is great therapy. And I did that for four days in a row. And now I feel great. I feel phenomenal. The ocean so good. Nature's medicine. Yeah, man. I love it. Miami's fun. Real quick before we get into it. It's yeah. really humid, which is nice in February. It's really yeah. warm. And um, it's like what Vegas markets itself as. Vegas is like, come here, all these beautiful people is like, uh, actually, it's like a bunch of people who are, nah, not really, <laughs> not really. Like in Miami, it's like, oh, wow, everyone yeah. here is like really good looking and no one's wearing clothes. It's like, I'm from Oakland, California. We don't do this over there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Miami was fun. Yeah, I have to get yeah. I have to get in top shape before I hit Miami beaches for sure. Yeah, but my, my wife is is from Fiji, which is very tropical, and yeah. then she moved to the desert, and now I've, she moved up to the bay with me. So this is she's so out of her natural habitat, and just it was her first time in Miami, and like her uh, hair got curlier. She was just like, man, I feel like she wants to move to Miami. So I have to keep covering the 49ers to keep my keep it all here. Otherwise, we're gone. I have no natural uh, genetics for tropical situations, but me neither. I love it. Yeah. I you should see my chest, man. I, I like put, I was really casual about putting on sunscreen. Like, oh, you know, I put a little bit here. Like just blotches everywhere. I look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to rub it in good, man. Next time come to Hawaii, huge Niner fan base here. It felt, uh, Miami felt, I've been to Hawaii before. Just like the humidity and felt like a little bit like that, which is nice. Very. I love uh, Hawaii, man. I'm going to check out Miami eventually too. I would highly recommend it. All right. So the title of the show is the Niners are back in the quarterback market. I put out a video earlier today, sort of teasing the topic. There are some, there are some quarterbacks they could sign. They're going to sign a quarterback. I'm going to put it that way. They're going to sign one. I think they're going to draft one too. So we're going to talk about who they could sign. Can they find their Geno Smith? Remember the Seahawks got Geno Smith off the scrap heap. Now he just went to a pro bowl. The Niners haven't had a pro bowl quarterback since Jeff Garcia. How old were you when Jeff Garcia was in the pro bowl in 2002? I was, 22, 23. I was 14. Good times. I just, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. So lots happened since that time. <laughs> a little bit, but first yeah. we're going to talk about what's going on with the Niners. Some news. I was in Miami. Kyle Shanahan went to Cabo with the, uh, the cool kids on the 49ers. I love, this is like a yearly tradition. The Cabo click. What do you, what do you know about this year's foray into Cabo? Yeah, man, it's interesting. I was, you know, I've watched a couple of people talk about it already. Some people seem to have a problem with it. I don't think I really do. Um, you know, they say you can't be friends with the players. I kind of get that, but I also, you know, just because you're on vacation together doesn't mean your roles have changed necessarily. Now, it depends on what the relationships are like. Real quick, can you tell the people, the good people out there who don't know who's down there? Like, do you know some, uh, 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 some of the people who are there? Confirm. Uh, I know Debo's down there. CMC, Trent Williams. Um, I think Juice is Brock? down there. Kittle, Juice, of course. Kittle. Is Brock? I haven't heard anything about Brock. He's going to have surgery in two days. So if he was down True. there, I'm sure he's on his way back. In the chat, that. if you're out there, if you have any confirmation, who is in Cabo? This is very important information. we got to get the full rundown. Keep going. Yeah, who's in Cabo? I want to know. Yeah. Keep going. 
Yeah, but I, I think that those are all the names that I'm that I know right now. But I okay. think uh, you know a lot of people. You know, I was a coach for ten years, and I would take my teams like on little mini vacations and places like that. But I was still the coach. So right. just because just because they're in Cabo together doesn't mean he's acting like he's their best friend True. necessarily. Um, so we don't know what the dynamics are like relationship wise, and it is good team building stuff to do things off of the football field. So there's a lot of positives for it. I know a lot of people are like, you can't do that. I think a lot of old school type coaches and people would definitely say you can't do that type of thing, you know, but I, I, I don't really see a big problem with it. Just depends. Like I was always the coach, even when we're on vacation, I'm still coach. Right. So as long as he's still being coach and not trying to be their best friend, you know, I don't see any problem with it. Do your players call you coach or do they call you Ryan? Definitely coach. I don't play that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, First of all, no one calls Kyle Shanahan coach. He's Kyle, or at least yeah. he's players. So that's part of it. The other thing you said, because you're a good coach, and you are a coach's coach. People don't know Ryan coaches uh, basketball, and he's been very successful at it, done it at all levels, not college, but all levels of youth. Yeah. Anyway, what I want to say is you, you, the uh, team-building activities. I've heard of those. I, was, I played JV sports. I know about team. <laughs> I was on two varsity teams. Not that great, though. I'm not too – anyway, <laughs> I know what you mean. It's a good thing, but – did you take some of the players or all of the players? All of them. All of them, right? All of them. Yeah. So to me, what Kyle does, and I'm not going to get on him too, too much because he's had a lot of success and this is the NFL, but he's being Kyle in Cabo. He's not coach, but I'm not there. But that's the way I interpret. He's always Kyle. And this is, again, reinforcing. He's Kyle, and he didn't take the whole team. He took the cool kids. He took Trent. He took the richest guys. And it's like, I'm one of them. I'm a cool kid, too. I'm not a head coach. I'm not your boss. You know, I, I'm like Trent. I, I'm one of the guys who makes big money here, you know? And yeah. hey, you know, if uh, Elijah Mitchell, if you can afford to come down to Cabo for a, a month or a week, then by all means, but you can't because it's really expensive and right. we can. So maybe one day you'll be part of the, I just don't like that, that. And I guess it's, is it going to hold the Niners back? No, they'll probably win a bunch of games next year. But these little things about their culture make me feel like it's like you guys aren't really champions. And this is another example of it. Yeah. You know, the Cabo click, you really want to be creating two, <laughs> a, a team inside a team. Yeah. I, it just seems like most coaches don't do that. I think the funny thing about it is, and it doesn't really bother me from a winning or losing standpoint. Uh, it's just the funny thing about it to me is Kyle always comes off as somebody who wishes he was in the NFL, wishes he would have made it as a player. Yes, uh, wants to be kind of being a coach, being that. being the best coach isn't even enough for him. He wishes he were one of the guys. Yeah, I, I, I do get that that vibe from Kyle Shanahan. So that that's the funny thing about this is it seems like it's it's more of that. I remember Brandon Marshall did an interview with Kyle during the off season. Uh, Melted, and he opened up so much. To Melted, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things he would never answer to anybody in the media. He was just spilling the beans for Brandon Marshall, which I thought. Honestly, if you want to get Kyle Shanahan to open up and say some stuff that he wouldn't normally say, just yeah. get a former player to ask him the question, preferably yeah. one that he respects. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Marshall played for his dad. I mean, I'm sure he has ultimate respect for Brandon Marshall. That's a great, that's a great. When I ask a question, he's like, you know, what do you yeah. know? But yeah. if it's a player, he's like, oh, please like me. Please like me. Can yeah, I be that's, a friend? Like that's the vibe I get with Kyle. But, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing. I think they've been doing it for a while, honestly. And it seems like the the dynamic they have between each other. And there, there is – see, I'm not really an old school coach where I, I try to get the most out of my players from um, just having a mutual respect instead of this is what you're going to do 
type thing. And I, I know like my sons have had coaches that are like very dictatorial and, um, and, and they're friends. And I've seen players be coached by coaches like this, and they don't really seem to respond as well as when they actually like and respect you. So there is a positive to this, I think, possibly. Yeah, sure. The possible negative is, I guess, that this is emblematic of a culture on this Niners team where it's not really one team. It, it's an inner team. So as there's 53 players, but it's really, you know, the vets, the guys on the second contract, and Kyle. And everyone else is sort of like pledges in a fraternity trying to get accepted. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't really like that. I think it's one team. And the team that wins the Super Bowl is the team that comes together the best. Obviously, the team with talent, too. But I don't like this whole, you know, it's it's me, it's Kittle, it's the guys who've been here. I, I don't like it. And I think, again, if if Kyle were a better leader, he would see it. Kyle's great. Kyle's so many things. But again, his leadership to me, this is another one, man. Cabo click. I'm calling him the Cabo click until, <laughs> until like all 53 team, guys are there. You think about guys like uh, Bill Belichick. Would, would Bill Belichick ever, ever party in Cabo? With his- <laughs> yeah. No. So and again, different. dude, party in Cabo. Bring the whole damn team. But you can't yeah. because you don't even know who's going to be on the team next year. Free agency is about to start. It's a little tricky. Go you bowling should probably, you should probably during the that. season whole team celebration save the whole team celebration until after you win a super bowl that should be a goal you know something like that hey if we win a super bowl i'm taking the whole team to cabo cabo that's hell that's yeah right. yeah i like that i like that uh todd labor says what do you guys think of the hire of eric Bieniemy to the washington commanders do you think any of the big name free agents might want to play there thanks have a good day i'm a commanders and niners fan does anyone want to play for the commanders <laughs> no offense todd i'm sorry but i don't think a lot of people that franchise has a bad history, I would say. Uh, I, I don't know how many people were going to jump at the opportunity to play for Eric Bieniemy, even though I think he is uh, a good coach, but I don't think that's enough to overcome the reputation that the commanders have. Yeah, I don't think they hired Eric Bieniemy to lure free agents in. I don't know that he's out on that. He's not Andy Reid. But by hiring him, I think it may indicate the uh, – it was interesting. I mean, they were such a run-heavy team last year. And then they were talking about maybe interviewing Greg Roman, who's the most run-heaviest coordinator out there. And then they pivoted to Biennemi, who yeah. has been with Mahomes. So it's like, whoa, whoa, like, what, what are you trying to be on offense in Washington? Or, or maybe Biennemi is one of these coaches who doesn't necessarily have a scheme, but can actually build something to, around the talents of his players. That'd be very interesting to see what, what Biennemi does there. Yeah. Who's Love to see. I hope he does well. Who's a quarterback for the commanders? Who's their guy? I don't know. They had a hell of a running back. I mean, Heineke's a free agent. They better not bring back Wentz. They could draft the guy. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be attracted to commanders until they actually figure out the quarterback situation. Yeah. Ramilia Sports Report, RSR for short. His friends call him RSR. Kyle's <laughs> Niners love celebrating uh, after big game losses. Yeah. And again, Niner fans and Niner journalists and Barry people aren't going to like make fun of the Niners for doing this, but other people notice. And if the Niners never win a Super Bowl, these things will become part of a punchline. I hope there's, they also, don't. there's also a difference between celebrating and vacationing. You know, they could just be, you know, football season is a long ass season, man. You need a vacation after that. I just found it interesting. Right. They weren't celebrating, they were vacationing. It's just perception. It's just yeah. perception. They should have went down. Uh, they should, no one should know that they're there. They should be like, you know, incognito. They should have went to Miami is what I'm trying to say. They should have been hanging out with me. I had a better time. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, news. In two days, Brock Purdy is going to have his surgery. This is going to be big, big news. And it's going to determine, I think, a lot of the decisions the Niners make this offseason. But before we get there, I want to point out that the Niners need to be realistic here. They came out and they've already said they expect him to be ready for training camp. Don't talk about expectations. That's a hope. That's just a hope based yeah. on a surgery that hasn't even happened yet. The surgery happened in two days. Then they will know much more what kind of surgery ended up, ended up being required, what kind of uh, recovery is expected. But still, whatever happens in the future is a hope and not a certainty. When he'll come back, what he'll be when he comes back. Don't talk about, well, he'll be back on this date and he'll be 100% recovered. Every person's different. Everyone recovers at a different rate and not everyone makes a full recovery. Maybe some guys come back a little bit diminished. Maybe some guys come back a little bit better. You don't know. So I just want to put that as a, a general caution before this news breaks. Like we're going to learn this is a mystery and the Niners probably be smart to just downplay expectations and just say, you know what? He'll be ready when he's ready. That's what I would say. How do you, how do you see this unfold in this off season? Yeah, I mean, what happens on Wednesday is going to determine what direction the 49ers go with, in my opinion, at quarterback. If you have Brock Purdy coming back five, six months, then you don't really need to worry about having a good backup quarterback. You could settle for a decent third stringer and then draft mm. a guy. But if Brock mm. Purdy is going to be out, if he ends up having the Tommy Johns and he's going to be out for 12 to 18 months, mm. uh, which is probably worst case scenario, that changes everything. Because now you got Trey Lance and who? So you need to go a little higher in that free agent uh, market and find yourself a quarterback that can play um, at a high level and that can win you some ball games. So Wednesday is going to be a big, big deal for the 49ers and the offseason. It's going to determine a lot of things. If Brock Purdy ends up having that temporary surgery that brings him back in five to six months, 49ers are good, probably just rolling with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They can find a low-level free agent quarterback. Um, if it ends up being a big deal, 12 to 18 months, they're going to have to go a little higher and uh, shell out a little bit more money and find themselves a good winning backup quarterback. What I just want to caution the Niners with is whatever happens, whatever the diagnosis is, whatever the, the, the surgery is, whatever the initial um, recovery timeline is, the Niners shouldn't broadcast that so loudly. You don't know. And it's frankly, none of our business is Brock Purdy's future and his elbow they should say, look, we're going to be cautious with Brock. We hope, use the word hope, not he will, we expect. We hope he'll be back for week one or training camp, but we're going to take it slow and be cautious and he'll be ready when he's ready. Remember when, we, when, when Harbaugh was the coach and people would ask questions about what's up with so-and-so's injury once he's coming, once he's coming back? What would Harbaugh say? Um, I'm not in his body. Every time, which yeah. is a fair answer, man. I don't know. And it's not fair for me to come up here and say, he'll be back on this date. Like, how do you, well, how does he feel about that? How does his agent feel about that? Am I, how do I know? I'm not a doctor. And right. again, it's been Kyle and John publicly saying he'll be ready for training camp. You guys aren't doctors. And your doctors have a questionable history, questionable history of predicting when players are going to be fully ready and, and recovered from these injuries. So I, I think I'd like to sort of... Um, wait to hear what other doctors have to say and just express caution and just really hedge your bets here. Sure. If Brock Purdy's ready week one, that's best case scenario. And he can pick up what he, from where he left off last year. Then the, the offense is in a good spot with him and Trey Lance. But what happens if that's not the case? Cause you won't know, you won't know really what you have with Brock until August. Yeah. And by then 
you're not the quarterback market is done. Then you're if you need a quarterback, it's like going back to calling Josh Johnson. So yeah. you got to prepare for every outcome here, and it's now. Yeah, and, and a, healthy, a healthy Brock Purdy after this surgery, what does that mean? Is exactly, that, you have no idea. You have no idea. It could be no the idea. same, better. It's possible it's a worse Brock Purdy than it was last year from an arm strength standpoint. So it's it's definitely sketched. Niners need to again focus on quarterback position, which is what wins you Super Bowls. So we'll see what happens. What's funny to me is the Niners at their post game, their postseason season wrapping press conference. John and Kyle, when asked about the quarterback position, they're like basically Jimmy's out, and they're good. Two starting quarterbacks, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. Man, that's one way to look at it, and it's an optimistic way to look at it. And that could be the case, but you don't know that, man. Yeah. You don't freaking know that. You got one guy with four starts, one guy with eight, one guy. I mean, Trey Lance has gotten hurt a lot of times. Brock Purdy's gotten hurt twice. You don't know. You don't know what they're going to do when they come back. You don't know what they were in the first place. So you, this is a team that has not had a Pro Bowl quarterback since Jeff Garst. I'm going to keep saying that. Keep plugging away. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Shanahan can't keep quarterbacks healthy. You guys haven't evaluated the position that great. You've passed on a bunch of guys. Keep bringing in guys. And don't just be like, Brock's going to be good. Brock's our guy. You don't know that. They don't you know. don't know that. <clears throat> Even if this injury never happened with Brock Purdy, you don't know that he's your you don't know that. quarterback yet. You don't know if Trey Lance is no. either. You don't. The 49ers have maybe bigger questions at the quarterback position this season, honestly, than they have all offseason. I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but having Jimmy, at least you knew what you had because he's, you know, he's played for you a lot of years. And I'm not saying bring back Jimmy. I don't want Jimmy. I'm ready to move on. But I feel like the quarterback position, having Trey Lance coming off an ankle surgery, Brock Purdy coming off an elbow surgery, it's the most unknown the 49ers have been at quarterback since Kyle's been here, you know, with the exception of 2017. Yeah, absolutely. Kev F says, what was the best part about Miami? I've never been. All right, real quick. What I liked about Miami. So it's a club town. Like I'm from the Bay. The Bay is not a club town. Like clubs in the Bay, they're not popping. The club places are like Atlanta, um, New York, LA, Miami. Maybe Miami in a way I've never experienced because LA is all exclusive and stuff. You can't come in or you got to be famous. Like Miami, every single place is a club. Every single place. And I, I'm 35. I'm with my wife. We're not, we're not clubbers. So we're looking for things that aren't clubs. So we found one like, oh, a wine bar. Oh, this looks really nice. It's called <laughs> Lanyap. We go in. It's a freaking club. There's, there's, uh, <laughs> there's live music and it's this whole outdoor area. And there's like hundreds of kids in their 20s and early 30s, like dressed with like very scantily because it's hot. And it's Miami. It's like, wow. And everyone, it's like a... It's like there's wine by the glass. It's great selection. You can get bottles there and, and you can get a whole tray full of baguettes, salami, and cheese. And I've never seen so many like fit young people just gorging out on freaking bread and salami and cheese and wine at night. It's like only in Miami, only in Miami, hundreds of freaking people at a wine bar club. Then I go after that. I'm like, all right, we got to find something more low key. Let's go to like a speakeasy. What is this place called? Dante's Hi-Fi, like outside of like little Haiti. Oh, it's a club. And it's like, it's like hundred people in there and everyone's dancing and it's a lot of fun. I mean, only I, most of the time I'd be like, man, I'm too old for this, but in Miami, everything is a party. And, uh, it's, it just feels like, it also doesn't feel like America at all. It feels like you're in an Island in the Caribbean, um, which is cool too. Cause yeah. you know, I, that's pretty cool. I like that. Seems like it would be a great place if you were single. Yeah. yeah. yes and he but even my wife we're both like people watching like damn did you see that did you see how she wow people just dress like that here wow like it's pretty funny i don't know yeah 
Yeah. But you got to get a, a wife who's really cool. What kind of food? Cuban? Did you have any Cuban food? A lot of Cuban food. There's a lot of like Peruvian slash Asian food. You get a lot of that, like sushi bar slash Peruvian restaurant. Kind of strange. No, not a lot of Mexican food, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I can live there. I can't live places without Mexican food. I just can't. What's, what's the best thing you ate there? Um, oh, the stone crab. That is the they. So on the West Coast, we have um, what's the crab called? Uh, Dungeness. It's great. On the East, in Florida, they have stone crab. It's better. They go to Joe's Stone Crab. They have one in Vegas and one in Chicago too. It's just amazing. That's great. But the Cubano sandwich is good too. Um, yeah, I had some good Italian food. It's good, but That's stone crab sandwiches that they press, right? They press yes, them. they press like a little panini and yeah. they cut them down the mid. They don't cut them. They cut them like like a hot like lengthwise. It's very interesting. They're very good. Miami's hella fun. I like it, and everyone's up really late. It's uh, also it'll be like the nicest day in the world, really warm, and all of a sudden three o'clock pouring for like two <laughs> yeah. hours and it just yeah. cools everything down Florida. anyway so got you um brody's burner says grant are you going to respond to dan devone from 95 7 the game putting you on his mount rushmore of most punchable faces who is dan who devone? the hell is dan devone <laughs> i've literally never heard that guy but yo look at this face that's a nice face and you could tell you this is a face that has never been punched I always talk my way out of every single scrap. Look at his nose. You kidding me? Look at his nose. Ryan has gotten punched. Ryan has gotten punched in the face. And Ryan is, I feel like Ryan has delivered some blows as well. I've never punched anyone and I've never been punched. And I'm proud of it. Because you know what? I'm not tough. Never tried to be tough. Never never will be tough. I'm just an asshole. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm an old man now, but this face has been punched. I punched a few faces at my time as well. Yep. See, that's why Ryan's on my team. Yeah. I'm saying? I got your back. Whoever this guy is, man, your face is punchable too, buddy. <laughs> All right. So more news. Um, Peter Schrager, NFL Network, uh, big fan of the Niners. Not fan, but like friend of the Niners. He often has done their uh, State of the Union events as their MC. Anyway, he was speaking on Good Morning Football and said that he the Niners are going to take down the Eagles next year and that, it's, that um, they feel robbed of the opportunity to rob of the opportunity to really compete against the Eagles. And that now <laughs> they're out for blood, quote unquote. What do you think of that? Seems like a recycled article that has changed the name Eagles. Last year was Rams, you know, the year before that. It's just a couple years like, it, was, it was the Chiefs, right? Chiefs, revenge. Right? They're revenge out, are they yeah. out for revenge? <laughs> are they gonna have a tour? Yeah, man. It's just it, it's it's a uh, it's driving me crazy, man. I feel like it, it's it's the same old theme every year. Enough of that, man. Just go win one. Somebody posted on Twitter, which I liked. I think it might have been actually coming from uh, Eric David. Eric, uh, I can't think of Eric Davis. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, in the quest for six, call it take six. That's the mentality, right? Go out and take six. Um, you know, take was, one. Take, take freaking one. one for a change. Let's start with one. I yeah, like that. That's my dad was like, and that's six stuff, dude. Yeah, those I, five I was, had nothing to do with anyone in this organization. I was Stop claiming them. I was 15 yeah. when the 49ers won a Super Bowl. That was Eddie DeBartolo. That was a whole different organization. Yeah, that's yeah. in the past. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just tired of it. I, it's frustrating me because I look at the season coming up, and I just feel like there's so many things the 49ers still need. The biggest, obviously, is quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. Is Brock Purdy going to continue to play the way he played? Is he going to be healthy? Is Trey Lance going to develop into a top-notch quarterback? Because if neither one of those guys can be a top 10, top 12 quarterback – then there's no Super Bowl. 
I just feel that way. And then if they're not going to invest in the offensive line and actually upgrade it, there's no Super Bowl. That's just the way I feel, man. I feel like we're going, we're setting ourselves up for the same thing we've been looking for for the last several years where they go far, they make the playoffs, and then they lose to a team that has an actual quarterback or an offensive line. This out for blood thing kills me, man. Like, oh, oh, watch out for the 40. Like, the Niners already, we're on a 12-game winning streak. And now, now they're motivated. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. The last time they talked this way after losing the Super Bowl, they were going to go on a revenge tour. They went 6-10. and 10. Forget yeah. about, you don't, the Niners don't need extra motivation. They, they weren't lacking motivation. Like, they just need to be better next yeah. year. Yeah, they just need to be better. That's it. Protect their quarterbacks. Man, here's the thing that bugs me about the Eagles game. And I'm a Niner fan, man, but I'm a realist. Like, I, I'm an old head. I've seen Super Bowls, and what I've seen over the last 20, 30, 25 years has been bad. So I'm frustrated, right? So here's the thing Brock Purdy got knocked out of the game because the Eagles were better. They got to him and they, they hit him and they knocked him out the game and they did the same thing to Josh Johnson. It's not like it was a fluke, like, oh, he just, like, it's, it's a violent weird. game. It's so it's 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 like a boxer coming getting knocked out in the first round and then yeah. going doing his the post fight interview and and then being like, "Oh, what happened?" He was like, "Man, I was robbed." Yeah. I was robbed. I didn't get a chance to fight. Like, well, yeah, like you got punched in the face and you got knocked out. He's like, "Yeah, but that's <laughs> but I mean, I, I've gotten punched in the face lots of times. I mean, like a lot of time when I get punched in the face, I don't get knocked out. So, how was that fair?" Like, what are you talking about, man? You, you were in the ring. You didn't yeah. protect your chin. You got knocked out. Like, you can fight him again, I guess, but don't do that. Whatever you did, don't do that. Yeah. I don't get that. They, they, man, they got to get over They got to get over this mentality like they, they were robbed. No, they got beat. They got beat, man. That's how it works. And you might beat them next time. You, you might, might beat them next time, but yeah. you didn't get robbed in this time. And when you face them next time, your team's going to be different. Their team's going to be different. Have a better game plan. Beat them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it wasn't a non-contact injury. It's not like Brock Purdy, like, tore ACL by running or making a cut. It's because he. It's because the 49ers offense didn't protect him. He didn't get the ball off quick enough. He didn't step in the pocket, whatever you want to call it. It was on the 49ers to make sure that didn't, that didn't happen, and it did. And then the same thing happened to Josh Johnson in the same damn game. The Eagles were the better team, man. I really just believe that. I don't think even if Brock Purdy was there, did you know that the amount of quarterback pressures in this game was the third most in any game all season long? Yeah. The, the, they they could not stop the pressure, man. They got invested in the offensive line. Also, the Eagles, the Eagles too. The Eagles and their fans, and the Niners and their fans spent way too much time bickering about whether that win was legit, the NFC Championship game, and which team is better. Like none of you, neither of you guys are as good as the Chiefs. So shut up, both of you. Yeah, Eagles, Niners, shut up. You both would have. The Niners would have lost to the Chiefs. The Eagles did lose to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the team you got to take down. So don't forget talking about taking down the Eagles or winning the NFC. It doesn't matter. You got to get the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are just chilling there, like not talking at all, being like, yeah, we're just the best team. We're just the best with the best coach and the best quarterback. So you guys argue about who's number two. You guys can argue about who's number two. Go ahead. They got Patrick Mahomes, man. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts. We have... Uh, Brock Purdy, who's played great through seven, eight games, coming off a UCLA surgery. We got Trey Lance, who is a complete unknown, coming off an ankle surgery. We don't have the answer at quarterback. And in the NFL, if you don't have an answer at the quarterback, you're just hoping to catch. You're not a contender. You're not a contender. You're just not. The only way you have a chance is if you have an elite defense and your quarterback catches, gets hot at the right time, and you get lucky. That's like a very small percentage of time. But hold on. 
the that's happened what with the bucks 20 years ago with the uh it's, it's happened but i feel like it even happened with the with the broncos six seven years ago but i think the way it's going now is there are no great defenses anymore there are very good defense the two best defenses in the league this year the niners and eagles neither one was great both of them got eviscerated by the chiefs eviscerated yeah. so it seems like even you, you might be able to play great defense in September, October, November, but when you get to the Super Bowl, they're not going to let you play defense. It's yeah. an offense game. They're going to call those ticky-tack stuff. They're going to let you hold on offense. So I'm not saying you don't. We're going to talk about this later, but it just seems like, man, you should probably be spending your free agent money more on offense. And you got to have defense, but maybe you draft that. And maybe yeah. you don't extend every freaking defensive player who has a good season for you. But anyway, that's, not, that's neither here nor there. Niners being out for blood, good. Whatever. Just... Yeah whatever man don't talk about it anymore just do it yeah. next time you're in miami hit me up i'll take you out to the non-club spot says sean thank you yeah i think it's hard to i i didn't know where the non-touristy stuff was because i'm a tourist so maybe that's yeah i got i could find more stuff what do you think about taylor heineke i'll tell you what i think about him in a minute we're gonna we're getting there it's a slow build up <laughs> if you aren't getting better you're getting worse says tommy huxley and tommy haven't heard from tommy in a minute good to hear you tommy all right Okay, let's talk about the let's talk about quarterbacks the Niners could get. Mm-hmm. The best quarterback on the market, free agent market, is going to be Derek Carr. Um, been with the Raiders for nine years. The Raiders are terrible as a franchise. They've had some good players around him. Yeah. Do you think the 49ers will entertain the possibility of going after Derek Carr? And before you answer that question, is there a case to be made that? if the Niners get the best free agent quarterback on the market, this guy, that they're good enough, they can put enough around him that they can win a Super Bowl immediately or in, in two years the way that the Rams did with Matthew Stafford. That would be the argument in favor. Is there any credence to that? He reminds me of Stafford, actually. He's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. They got he is better than Jimmy. 49ers got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, lost because of an overthrow that probably Derek Carr might make. Honestly, I think Derek Carr, if the 49ers had Derek Carr, they could be legitimate contenders. I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan, but I think he is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that could make the 49ers contenders. And it's something they should definitely entertain if they end up finding out that Brock Purdy um, is going to be out for a long period of time. You know, Depending on what happens on Wednesday with his surgery, that's going to determine to me whether they consider Derek Carr or not. If Brock Purdy's coming back five or six months, I don't see the 49ers even thinking about it, to be honest. They, they think they have an answer between probably Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Kyle Shannon seems to think he can get by with like a Brock Purdy type of quarterback, who Brock Purdy's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, too, in my opinion. So I think Jimmy, I think Kyle Shanahan is comfortable going into the season with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Um, now, if they can't go into the season with Brock Purdy, if it ends up being Tommy John surgery, then they probably will consider um, – and they should consider signing a guy like Derek Carr. Like I, I'm excited to see Trey Lance play, and everyone who follows me knows that that that's what I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can actually do. Um, but if you have Derek Carr, I think you are a Super Bowl type contender if you can shore up the the line and maybe get some interior pass rush. So I think they should consider signing Derek Carr, depending on what happens on Wednesday. They probably should consider it either way. Um, and people say they don't, they can't afford it. He, you know, he's too expensive. They could figure out a way if they wanted. They could move stuff around, resign, restructure guys. They could make it happen, trade guys, whatever they need to do. If they really wanted to, they could make it happen. 
Yeah, I mean, let's make the case. Like, so he didn't play well last year. He had Devontae Adams. He had Josh Jacobs. He had no excuses. That offense wasn't good. They were better with Jared Stidham. That being said, I think that he was Carr was a really bad fit for Josh McDaniels. And I think that Josh McDaniels is an overrated coach. I think he's a scheme coach. And I think he made no real uh, effort to tailor anything to Derek Carr. Derek Carr was in his first year in the system. Stedham was in his fourth. So I think you get him out of that system in that New England Tom Brady system, which he doesn't fit. And you put him over here on the Niners with this run game, with these playmakers, with this play action attack and this defense, I think he would look really good. And I think he might be able to put up the kind of numbers that Stafford, like he threw a bunch of picks last year. He's thrown a bunch of picks the last two years. Like Stafford led the league in picks with the, with the Rams and won the Super Bowl that year because he also threw 40 touchdowns. So I, you can't dismiss this. You really can't. I I, I think it it possibly could work. Now you'd have to give him, he'd be really freaking expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing about Derek Carr, another reason to consider it is he doesn't miss games. Yeah, you could say he's soft. You could say he avoids he avoids hits. You could say he's not tough, but he's yeah. missed like freaking two games in the regular season due to uh, injury in his career, and yeah. no one else can do that on the 49ers. And he's been to the he's a Pro Bowler, right? So four many, times, yeah. three is an alternate. Three is an alternate, but still, yeah. how much do you think he would cost the 49ers? Oh, oh, maybe forty million dollars a year, maybe thirty five. I mean, they they could make it happen. I think people don't understand the flexibility that, that these teams have in order to make something like that happen. I doubt they make it happen. I doubt they, I really doubt they do it. But they could. It's it's a possibility. I think they would be favored. I mean, where would you rank Derek Carr? Where would you rank him in the in the NFL as quarterback? It's a tough one, right? Like he wasn't a top ten quarterback last year. In fact, he was a problem. He was part of the problem on the Raiders. But as I just said, like. He was in his first year in a new system with a quarterback, with a coach who probably didn't, isn't that good and didn't really tailor things to him and would probably, my, my prediction is that Jimmy goes to the Raiders. Jimmy is a fit for that. Jimmy's been there. That's the kind of quarterback he wants. I think Jimmy goes to the Raiders. If Carr came here, it'd be kind of an interesting swap. I think they both might do better. Somewhere if, else. Somewhere else, particularly on those two different teams. Um I, think, I mean, yeah. Derek Carr would yeah. really, he can move better. I mean, he has a better arm than Brock Purdy. He could really get, he could, imagine what he could do with Brandon Ayuk. It is, well, two two things there. First, I think Jimmy's going to the Pats. That's my prediction, but I could see him go to the Raiders. Those, also. Are, the, those are the two teams I'm thinking. Yeah. Only thing is, they have Bill O'Brien now as their offensive coordinator. He has no connection to Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, although Bill Belichick does. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do. I, I think Bill Belichick is the kind of coach to be like, I'll, I'll show Kyle Shanahan what you can do with Jimmy Garoppolo. It just feels I like. I see it. I can see um, it. But that's besides the point. But um, would Kyle Shannon really adjust to Derek Carr's strengths, though? You know, like you talk about McDaniel. Didn't no, do it with Kyle. no. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, would Derek Carr be a better fit in Kyle's scheme than McDaniel's scheme? Maybe, because there's more of a play action. There's more of a running game. Period. Yeah. I don't know. Period. But I, I mean, know. I think some of Derek Carr's strengths, like he's got an arm on him, right? He could stretch he the field a little bit. And he does. I don't know how much Kyle's going to be dialing it up. But I did. I don't know if that's true either because there do seem to be routes open deep for quarterbacks that we're just not hitting them with Jimmy or, or Brock necessarily all the time either. And like last year, he did have Devontae Adams, best wide receiver in the league. He did have Josh Jacobs, best running back, lead, leading rusher in the league. On this team though, like it's different. You have five eligibles who are open a lot. You you can always dump the ball down to McCaffrey if you're scared. If not scared, if, if there's pressure, yeah. you know, like it, he could really, who wouldn't thrive on the 49? Now until you get hurt, 
quarterbacks get hurt a lot in the 49ers, but he actually protects himself. He's never had a McCaffrey type that I could think of. Debo makes your job easy. Kittle makes your job easy. He has the arm to take advantage of Ayuk. I don't think they're going to go after him, though, because he'd be such a big investment. They've already made a huge investment in Trey Lance. And if you go and get Derek Carr, then you're saying, well, forget Trey Lance, forget Brock Purdy. All of that, we messed up. We're going with Derek Carr. And still, like that. That's no guarantee that you win the Super Bowl with Derek Carr. I mean, yeah. a lot of people will tell you that Derek Carr is vastly overrated and he's not, you know, he's like Kirk Cousins, but maybe even worse. I don't know. So I, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they, I don't even think they can justify it, even though they've kind of painted themselves into the corner where it might be their best move given where their roster's at and how they've just w- not wasted four years, but not capitalized on a, on a four year Super Bowl window. I mean, to win a Super Bowl, you need the best quarterback you can find. I don't right. know. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Maybe on the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. What are the top the 10 quarterback can they get if it's not him? Well, maybe Brock, Lance and Brock. Is Brock Purdy, uh, honest question for you, is Brock Purdy better than Derek Carr? Who knows? He started yeah. eight games, gotten hurt twice. Who knows? We don't even know. He's coming off a serious injury. I don't know what Brock Purdy is. The thing about Derek Carr is it's kind of like the Stafford thing where you can look at almost a decade's worth of evidence and you yeah. can say, man, he's on a terrible organization let's bring him over here see what happens it worked with Stafford and the Rams yeah yeah I I, I look at this Derek Carr situation Derek Carr could have the same outcome as Matthew Stafford did going to the Rams right if Derek Carr came to the 49ers I could totally see that happen but again it's a big investment Derek Carr's probably looking for a multi-year contract I'm sure so I I don't see it happening here's what the Niners could try because I I think we both agree they're not going to give Derek Carr whatever you're not going to win a, a bidding war for Derek Carr, but they could call him up and say, look, man, you could go to the Jets, sure, and sign for the top of the market with them. Or you could come sign a one-year deal with us mm-hmm. and really get your career back on track. Look what Brock Purdy's numbers were here. Look what Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers were here with Christian McCaffrey. Now imagine you. You want to get that big money contract? Don't settle for what the Jets are offering you now. Come here, play one year, win a Super Bowl, and they'll get, then go get half a billion dollars next year. Yeah. That's a pitch. You can make that call. See what he wants yeah. to do. What do you want to do, Derek? You want to cash in now, or do you want to go on the best team and, and resurrect your career? Your call. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money to, anyways from the Raiders. Are he's still made money. Team. Yeah. So, come win. You yeah. want to go to the Jets or you want to come win? Hey, you can say you, can say, you want to go to the Jets or you want to win? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? Although there, you know, you could say the Jets would be pretty damn good, but they're a car too. You know, it's true. They have the number four rated defense. This is terrible. I like this. Oh. Your Y came off. Oh. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I just take honor. I just take that and then like and take this one. I just be ig. Vance <laughs> says every quarterback doesn't miss games until they play for Kyle. That's true. We can't buy into Kyle's narrative where it's all the, the quarterback's fault. No, man, this is a, this is a 10 year pattern of yours going back to RG three. So, and he's not going to change. So what he has to do is bring in bodies, treat it like the running back spot. Mm-hmm. Lamonte says, uh, would Kyle trade for Zach or fields? And if he did, would it make sense? Zach Wilson, please. No, I don't think so, man. You please already please. have Trey Lance and you already have two young guys. Now you need to bring in another guy. Nah, I, I don't think so, but, there are options in the free agent market. This is what we, I've been making you wait for. Which quarterback will the 49ers sign this year? I think there is almost a certainty they're going to sign one. They signed Nate Sudfeld last year, gave him guaranteed money. 
Mm-hmm. And he had never started a game. He's not, it was he even drafted. Like he was not a talent, not an athlete, not a talent. And they gave him guaranteed money to be a third quarterback on the team. Um, now he's gone and you have two quarterbacks. I think they're going to sign a quarterback. Both these guys are coming off injuries. They got, I think they need to sign a quarterback who has started and won games. Someone that they can feel confident that they can win with. And it's not going to be Jimmy. That safety net is gone. I think he's going to go start. Again, I think he's going to go start with the Raiders. He could be the, the Patriots. But they need to sign someone, maybe preferably cheaper. They brought Jimmy in for like $6.5 million and he got to 10 with incentives. Someone more like for the league minimum. But not a backup. Not just a backup. Yeah. Someone... Who could start? Who has started? Who could start? And you could say you could envision having success with this team. Let's start naming p- potential guys. The guy I want probably the most. I was looking at it this morning. Probably honestly is Jacoby Brissett. Okay, let's talk about Jacoby. I feel like what he did in in Cleveland. I mean, he looked better than Deshaun Watson, uh, to be honest. And he he won games there. He did he did okay, man. His his stats weren't that bad. I think that's the guy that I would probably want out of everybody that's kind of in that mid range, you know, obviously they're not going to be able to afford these top top end guys, but I think Jacoby Brissett, man, he, he looked like the better quarterback last year. He looked better than Deshaun Watson did. And they spent, what are they spending 50 million a year for him? You could probably get Brissett for like the same contract Jimmy had. Um, yeah, I, I think that's about right. Yeah. I think, but to me, that's a little expensive. See, he, yeah. last year he was at 4.6 million with Cleveland and he did well. And I think there's, it's going to be interesting. Is he going to get a starting job? He might. It's possible. He might. Yeah. See, to me, I, I, there's a few names that I ruled off. Brissett was borderline because he's good. I think him, Darnold, and Baker are not quite like written off league minimum type guys. I think those yeah. are guys who are going to get looks. And I'm, so I, I, I'm looking at like Geno Smith, yeah. a guy who has some talent but has maybe been written off too soon and can be picked up off the scrap heap for the veteran minimum. The Seahawks got it, like signed him four years in a row to one-year deals for nothing. And then eventually yeah. he started and played well. So let's start like there at the, at the bottom of the barrel. There's Jared Stidham, but I think he's a back. He's, he started two games in his career. He looked good against the Niners. Hasn't won a game. I predict he goes back to the Raiders as the backup behind Jimmy. I don't know that the Niners can bring him in and be like, hey, you know, if anyone goes down, we can start Jared Stidham and feel good about that. I, yeah. I will go a little bit. Yeah, McDaniel's bringing Stidham back. I, I would think he would. Yeah. I would think he would. He's already invested four years developing him. There's another high end, well, excuse me, high talent quarterback drafted pretty high in the first round named by the name of Teddy B. Teddy B? Last year in Miami. Teddy B. He's about the same age Gina was when Seattle grabbed him. It's I true. don't know. That, Teddy that could B. Be another possible also. Two, so I was thinking about him and Jameis Winston. They both concern me because on on the Niners. Oh uh, yeah, on the Niners. Yeah, they those two they might want to avoid the Niners because the Niners. I mean, the Niners can't keep any quarterback healthy. So okay. Teddy B, Jameis Winston. I'm a little concerned about them. Let me let me. So I was saying Geno Smith. So let's think about Geno Smith. If I had mentioned to you a couple years ago, hey, the Niners should take a flyer on Geno Smith, you kind of be like. Okay, may I, it's not something you'd be very excited about two years ago. So when I name this, when I say this next name, it's going to be in that vein. Okay, a second round pick who's been in the league a few years started, probably shouldn't have started as soon as he did, but did start, got benched, and now has pretty much been written off. And when I say his name, you're going to be like, but I'm trying to think of the next Geno Smith here. Well, I don't want to guess. Is it Gardner? 
No. Okay, who? Former second round pick. Second started round. some games. Let me see. Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke. Drew okay. Locke. Now, the Niners probably could do better than Drew Locke, but let me just make the case for Drew Locke. You could get him for the veteran minimum. One year, $1 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a total low risk, but he's mobile. He's big. He has a good arm. He, he started four years in college, like Brock Purdy, at Mizzou. Uh, he shouldn't have been starting right away on that Broncos team. Um, he went and played for the Seahawks for, for a year. To me, he is sort of in that Geno Smith trajectory. Also, what was the thing with Geno? Might have been a little immature at first. Same thing with Drew. Only question is, is Drew Locke someone that would be like a multi-year kind of reclamation project like Geno was? Could you really put him in next year if you needed to? If Brock wasn't re- ready or Trey was hurt, could you be like, hey, Drew, go win games for, for us. Is he, is he there yet? Or is he sort of a, is he a multi-year reclamation project? I don't know. But I don't know. The Geno beat out Drew Locke. So he's going to be, I mean, unless something changed, right? Didn't Geno beat out Drew, Drew Locke this last season? But again, Geno had been on the team for four years. Yeah. Geno is older. Um, yeah. And Geno had a good, Geno's a pro bowler. Geno's yeah. a good player. Yeah. yeah. What about, I could see that. There's two guys that still, um, that I'm still thinking about too. Uh, what about Cooper Rush, man? Cooper Rush is an option. Cooper Rush yeah. is an option. Yeah, that's he, true. He did a really good job for the Cowboys when he was there. I think he only what he only lost what one game. Or he did pretty. He did well, man. He came in and people were saying he was better than Dak, Pros- Dak Prescott for for a second there. Um, and he's he's available as well. He's only you know 29 years old. Made 977. I hadn't thought of that. Cooper Rush is interesting because he has started. He's he hasn't started big games, but. He's a lot like Brock Purdy, right? He's like, mm-hmm. he can distribute the ball. He doesn't have a big arm. But on the Niners, quarterbacks who are like physically limited, but point guard types who just distribute the ball can have a lot of success because you got McCaffrey, Debo. So yeah, Cooper Rush is an, is an option. I, I was, I, I teased the whole thing as who, like the next Geno Smith. Drew Locke was, was, my, was my big reveal. I know you weren't going to be excited about it, but I think that's the starting point. Mm-hmm. That's the starting point. There's other options, as you just mentioned, uh, Taylor Heineke is an option. If you yeah. feel like, you know, Drew Locke, yeah, he's, he's bigger and he's mobile and he's got some gifts that you could maybe harness, maybe. Well, if you want someone who can win with next year, Taylor Heineke, he, he beat the Eagles last. He's the only guy other than Mahomes who beat the freaking Eagles last year. And he's smart. He's, uh, he's won some big games. He's played in big games. He runs around. He's mobile. He doesn't have the biggest arm. But I mean, when Brock Purdy started catching catching hold with the Niners. A lot of people are like, he kind of reminds me of Taylor Heineke. Well, maybe yeah. Taylor Heineke could have success if Brock Purdy could on this team. Heineke. Okay. I got one more. What about Mike okay. White? Yeah. I mean, Mike White is decent. He had some success. He got beat up on the on the Jets behind a beat-up offensive line. I mean, yeah. that's another guy you could have for the veteran minimum. One-year yeah. deal. Totally he nothing. Jack Wilson for He looked better than Wilson. You know? Mike White's another one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that direction. I got more names though. Now, if you want to go a little bit higher end, mm-hmm. quarterbacks who aren't free agents yet but could get released. Okay. Okay. Marcus Mariota. If they cut him, oh, yeah. he, they benched him. He left. They want to go with Ritter. Mariota's uh, cap number is fourteen million this year. If they cut him before June one, they save twelve million dollars. They're going to cut him. They're going to cut him. They're going to cut him. So Mariota isn't great, but he beat the Niners and he can run a lot of the same stuff Trey Lance does. So if the Niners really want to commit 
to a new style of offense with Trey Lance and some quarterback running stuff. Well, now you got a backup who can do the same stuff. It's a guy who's been in the league. He's been a starter. He's won games. He's fairly accurate. He's got a quickish release. You could do worse than signing Mark. And again, I bet you could get Marcus Mariota for $2 million, $3 million. What's he going to do? Where's he going to go? And he was pretty accurate in the short game. And that, you know, he could maybe, he could run that QB option stuff and just keep things short and probably do really well. You know, I don't, I, the difference between him and Trey Lance, Trey Lance can go deep on you, but Mariota's pretty accurate. Yeah, he can't go deep. Yeah, but he's pretty accurate in the short game, Mariota, you know, so. Um, that could be, a, and he can run. He can could run the stuff. Yeah. Um, I do think if I actually think he winds up with Arizona because they don't have Kyler's going to be hurt. They have that kind of an offense. I could see them bringing in Marcus Mariota and being like, "Dude, you can start this year, and we'll sort of feature you, kind of like what, Eric, what Atlanta did. Like, hey, you know, we'll run you around, and you can start, but you're not a long term guy. But it's sort of like a, a showcase opportunity. But at the same time." The Niners can can kind of pitch that to quarterbacks too. Like, hey, you know, we can't promise you a starting job. You're going to have to compete. We like our young guys, but we played four quarterbacks last year. You know, you, you're, you're probably going to get on the field at some point, and we got some great weapons. When you do get on the field, you might just end up being the offensive player of the month, like Brock yeah. Purdy was. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think there's a there's an argument for that as well. Yeah. Not you could do worse. I, I would like like personally, it'd be kind of It'd be nice to like take a risk on a, a kid that you don't know if he's what his limitations are. I feel like with Mariota, we know, right? We kind of know. There's some guys that you, you may not know, like what their potential is, just because they haven't played a ton. You know, I got so, a name for you. I got one more name for you. All right, this guy's a little. This guy's, I think younger. He's, I think he's younger than Mariota. Okay, he's still under contract. Um, why I'm long build up, but I think. Mariota, I felt like might be a better fit if the Niners want to do a quarterback-driven run game offense, but there's no indication that they necessarily do. This guy, I think, is a better quarterback than Mariota, and he's younger, and I think he's going to get cut too. Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky is a bit of a punchline because he got drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes, yeah. but but he's 29. He had a winning record. He was 29 and 21 with the Bears. Who was the last quarterback who had a winning record with the Bears? Jim McMahon. I'm pretty sure it was Jim McMahon. Justin Fields, who I like, isn't even close. Jay Cutler wasn't over 500. So I feel like he was really written off and unfairly, um, you know, dumped on because he's not Patrick Mahomes. So then he went and was a backup for a year for $2 million uh, under Josh Allen, was coached by Brian Dayball, who's a hell of a coach. Then last year was never really had a chance with the Steelers because they drafted a quarterback round one. They're probably going to cut him too. Although they could keep him as a $10 million backup or they could cut him and save $8 million. I think they'll cut him. And then I think the Niners could, they could sign Trubisky for probably two, $3 million, mm-hmm. promise him nothing. And again, I mean, if Brock Purdy could, could ball out on the Niners, why couldn't Trubisky? Yeah. He's, he's every bit as talented as Geno Smith. He can yeah. run. I wouldn't be mad at that, Mitchell Trubisky. I wouldn't be mad at that as a sign. And now, if it was our like our main starting quarterback, and no, was, no, 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 right? But, one of the guys. Yeah, one, one of the guys. guys. I wouldn't one be of the guys. At, at all, I think that might be a good. That might be a good pickup. One of the things I like about him too is that he spent a year with Dayball. He spent a year with Brian Dayball in uh, 
Buffalo. And one of the things, Brian Dable's a hell of a coach. He's done really good work with three, with two, for sure. Josh Allen and Daniel Jones. And what both of those guys have in common, not only did their accuracy improve, but they have a great feel. They've developed a great feel for when and how to run. Like it's not a whole lot of quarterback driven runs in Buffalo and uh, New York, but they're, those guys scramble. They pick their spots and they get down. Well, Josh Allen doesn't get down, but Daniel Jones does. I feel like Dayball does a good job of showing maybe not, not dual threat quarterbacks, but mobile quarterbacks, how to use their legs effectively. And Trubisky's that guy too. Yeah. You know, Lance could be that guy, but the Niners can't get Brian Dayball. That's, but again, he's spent the year with Dayball. I think I'm not really holding what happened against him in, in Pittsburgh last year. That team kind of sucks. And I'm not sure that Kenny Pick is better than him. I feel like they were going nowhere and they eventually f- like felt like they needed to play their their rookie. I got a question for you, man. Who who do you want the 49ers to sign and who do you think they sign out of all the I wanted to sign Trubisky. Okay. If they could get Trubisky, I think that'd be great. But I, he might draw interest. I mean, if if you're really looking for someone that no one is interested in is on the scrap heap, I think Drew Locke would be interested. Him or Heineke. Drew Locke is a guy who has potential to become like a Geno Smith Pro Bowl guy. Heineke is a guy you can win with right away. Mm-hmm. So maybe both, freaking both of them. Bring them both into camp and see, right. see, who, see who's better. I, those right. two are interesting to me. Um, Mariota, eh. That, Mar- I mean, really all of them. Brissett, I think, gets a job. I think Brissett gets a job. Mariota could get a job with Arizona. Um, Trubisky is interesting. I feel like he, everyone makes fun of him. Because some team decided to draft him ahead of Mahomes, that's not his fault. Yeah, he didn't. And then he got drafted by the Bears. The Bears suck. That's a that's a death sentence for quarterbacks. Look at yeah. Fields. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like, I, I think like, he could. Like if Purdy could ball out in the Niners, I think Trubisky could too. I would like to see Brissett, if possible, or Cooper Rush would be great. But who do you think the 49ers go with? Out of everyone we talked about, who do you think the 49ers are going to sign? If you had to predict right now, Jacob Beeson. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Kurt from- Bankert. <laughs> Jacob Seriously. E- yeah, Easton is from... Uh, is Nate Sudfeld... A- Wait, hold on. Is Nate Sudfeld a free agent? Yeah. He is? Yeah. Nate, then you're going to sign Nate Sudfeld. That's what Bet I... That. I that's what Bet I, that. I said that about uh, two weeks ago. You know, everyone's thinking... They're going to sign Sudfeld. Yeah, Sudfeld could be the guy. Easton's from out here. I believe he's from El Dorado Hills in Folsom area. So... Um, See, to me, like the Niners, they, they have a job. They have a, a mission this offseason. It is to get four quarterbacks on your roster, three on the active, one on the practice squad, and they all have to be better than Nate Sudfeld. All four. That's the goal. Yeah. They have to be better than Sudfeld. They have to be better than Josh Johnson. Yeah. Don't bring back Sudfeld, man. Come on. No. Someone, Trubisky has started two playoff games, never threw a pick in either one, didn't win either one. One of them was the double doink. I mean, come on. You could do better than Nate Sudfeld. Come on. <laughs> but they're going to sign Sudfeld, I bet you. I feel that's I tweeted that out a few weeks ago. I'm like, you guys are thinking uh Derek Carr, 49ers are thinking Nate Sudfeld. That's what I tweeted. Yeah. I They're like, gonna bring back freaking Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. I bet both they could dude. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I hope but we I can't hope let that wrong. happen. Yeah. I hope we're wrong. I think ideally I'd want Teddy uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like he's in that mid-range, or not Teddy Bridgewater, uh, excuse me. Um Jacoby Brissett. I feel like he's mm. in that mid-range. They could probably afford him, and he could probably win some games for the 49ers. Um, and then he's probably go, better than Jimmy. Yeah, he is. And if you go down better further, maybe Cooper Rush I'd be excited about. But I think you're right. Gonna, Cooper Rush was an interesting suggestion. 
Let me look up Cooper Rush real quick. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Because, I mean, he actually had success this year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like hold on. He was 4-1. and one. He only completed 58% of his throws. His quarterback rating was 80. I mean, he didn't put up great numbers, but he Cowboys was 4-1. and one. Cowboys fans if, were talking about he's better than Dak when, during, when he was balling. Like, well, Dak was losing games for them. Like, Dak yeah. lost the playoff game for them. If... Is, is is Brock Purdy a better quarterback than Cooper Rush? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he would have a lot more to work with here on the Niners than he did on the Cowboys. What happened? Tony Pollard, T. Yeah. Lamb. That's great. The Niners have more. Yeah. I'd, I'd be targeting Brissett if I could, but if not, I'd go for a guy like... Cooper. Cooper Rush is way better than Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. For sure. Kyle, if you bring back Nate Sudfeld and you don't even look at these guys, we just listed seven guys for you. Yeah. And they're all going to be cheap. Do not bring back Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't. I'm just gonna, we're, we're just gonna <laughs> look at. We're gonna look right in the camera for like the next ten yeah. seconds. Kyle, don't do it. Don't this do is it. a public don't service announcement. You can do better. He's what I like about yeah. what I like about Pete Carroll and the whole um, just Geno Smith thing is this, it's not like hey, let me find some non-athlete quarterback that's under the radar that no one else wants who fits my scheme. Like, don't do that. That's what Kyle always does. Why don't you go find an athlete? with potential, with mobility, size, and arm strength, who has been unfairly written off because whatever, and make it work. That's what Pete Carroll did, and that's why I suggested Drew Locke. I feel like Kyle's always drawn to these guys who are six feet tall and have no arm strength, but they fit his system. It's like, great, but can't you find someone with a little bit more ability, please, and make them fit your system too, or find a system that works around him? I don't just saying. Kyle, Kyle is a system coach. He, he really yes. is. I, I mean, I like him. He's a good coach, but he's a system coach. He wants to find people, and he wants to plug them into his system, and he doesn't really do much catering to their strengths and weaknesses. He's just trying to find a guy that fits into his scheme. And um, that's how you have C.J. Beathard on your roster for four years. I mean, you, you, you want to have the best athletes on in the league, and Kyle, at, at this most important position, oftentimes is trying to get by with, you know. Yeah. Guys who are scraping by, and he did, Brock Purdy did admirably for a while, but he got hurt too. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about Geno is he, you know, he's not great either. The Niners beat him three times, but he made it, he didn't miss a snap this season. Imagine if he played for the 49ers. and if the Niners. Imagine if the Niners had a quarterback who never missed a snap and had a little bit of mobility and an arm and the arm to push it down the field. Oh mean. my god! Yeah, they might win the Super. They probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But they haven't found that guy yet. I mean, God love Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. They haven't proven that they're those guys yet either. And Kyle hasn't proven he can keep anyone. So maybe they, yep, here we, we keep, here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Me yeah. and Ryan going through <laughs> quarterbacks that you could that could possibly bail you out. Yeah. Kyle's passed on a lot of quarterbacks that he didn't think would be anything. That he didn't think had a future that proved him wrong. So here you go. Maybe they can maybe they can hit on in the draft, man. They, they probably need to draft a quarterback in the middle of uh, somewhere like round four or somewhere like round three, something like that. Well, I was thinking you sign a guy with starting experience and then draft the guy that you can stash on your on your practice squad. But if yeah. the Niners draft a guy in round seven, maybe they'll feel like, uh oh, that's the next Brock Purdy, and someone's gonna gonna swoop him from UCLA. Uh, you know Kyle won't. He's gonna take some non-athlete who's who's not who's a pocket style quarterback. Yeah. No way. He's no not gonna arm. do it. Yeah. No arm. But that's fine. He got, he got it right with Brock Purdy. But you got to do it again. You got. I hope he doesn't take Tanner McKee from Stanford. Not a fan. Hmm. 
No. Not a fan. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. DTR is better than him. Yeah. Dustin the Gale says, looks like the hybrid option would be a nine-month recovery for BP first and foremost. I hope his health is okay. But the silver lining to that option is it would give Trey eight to nine games to give us more info. We talking about the, the Mitchell Trubisky era is starting. You didn't hear? <laughs> yeah, Mitch. Young Mitch. Mitch. I think it's uh, – honestly, I think it's Trey Lance's uh, – he's going to be playing in the beginning of the season. That's my prediction based on just because – really just because of Brock's injury timeline. I feel like Trey Lance is going to start and play a few games for the 49ers this year. I hope so, man. Kyle's got him hurt so many times. Kyle, yeah. don't RG3 him, please, because you've like – they're this close. Yeah. And you, that is a verb. To RG3, a quarterback. You know what I'm talking about. Lamar Jackson gets tagged. Would you give two firsts to get Lamar Jackson? Two firsts? You don't have two firsts. You already gave three. So you can't. That's the thing. The Niners can't. You can't give three firsts for Trey Lance and then start him four times and then turn around and give two firsts for Lamar Jackson before starting Lance a fifth time. You can't. You can't sign Carr either because of Lance. I like Lamar Jackson. I just don't know how long he's going to be a, a be able to do what he does. He's been getting, can he still do what he does? He's been getting hurt. Yeah, last two it, years. I just want to like a ten-year quarterback, you know. And I don't know if Lamar is. He could maybe come in and win a Super Bowl, which would be great. But I, I don't know how his longevity, what it's going to look like. Josh Wyatt says Kellen Mond got waived and claimed by Cleveland. What about a trade to Cleveland for a conditional pick? He checks all the same boxes that Purdy did. Not one. I like Kellen Mond a lot, but he didn't check the accuracy box, and I think that's why he didn't catch on in Minnesota. I, I was at the joint practice and I saw him play. He he's wild with his, and his mechanics are goofy. Like little they're a little goofy. goofy. Yeah. He's scattershot as hell. And he doesn't, yeah. he really doesn't project confidence on the field. That's another thing. He seems very unconfident, man. We talking about Kyle here. We talking about Kyle here. Welcome to the Niners. Matty ice. Ooh, Matty ice. No, because he's not good. What he's, is he going to, what is he going to do with his life? What is, what, what's next for him? Retire. Retire. Don't go be a backup for, for freaking the Niners. Yeah. No. I don't think so. Does Brock Osweiler still play two uh, Brocks better than one? LO Brock Osweiler. All the Brocks. Bunless Hot Dog says, Grant Ryan, have you guys heard the rumors circulating that the NFL may seek to make the Super Bowl a pay-per-view event in the future? They are already transitioning to streaming services. I can see it happening. I wouldn't be surprised either. They 10 years? So money off commercials? Would that change anything with that? I don't know. Good point. Could you do pay-per-view and have commercials? If they had commercials for a pay-per-view event, that would be freaking outrageous. Yeah. You yeah, had to pay to watch commercials. Yeah, that'd be interesting. If they did both, that'd be crazy. Jimmy G string in on hood. <laughs> I love when you say on hood. <laughs> no one in the hood is looking for Jimmy G to be back on this team. Although <laughs> I will say in Mexico City, they love Jimmy Garoppolo. When he got introduced, did you hear that? They were like, Yeah. It was like freaking John Lennon was there or something. Or like on the who. Yeah. Good looking guy, man. That's it was like Elvis <laughs> Elvis Presley was there or something. Buddy Holly. <laughs> Niners, in my opinion, should do what the Chiefs did and overhaul the O line and sign Mariota. Sure. I, don't I got one more. That's a long term solution, though, for anybody. He's a backup. I got, I got one more I want to do. Um, hold on. Okay. This was what I wanted to put on there. Do the 49ers extend too many of their players? I feel like it's been uh, since John Lynch and Kyle Shane have gotten here. It's a it's a family, you know. They 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 go to Cabo together. Mm-hmm. It's not just a business. This is this is a family, yeah. a brotherhood, and you know they want to reward their guys. 
So, so far, they've extended Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward multiple times. He, they probably won't extend him again, but they could. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, probably Talanoa Hufunga next year, and Nick Bosa this year. Maybe Brandon Ayuk. That's like six guys with three more on deck. Yeah. At what point do you say, because these contracts are really expensive. Emmanuel Mosley's another guy who could get extended this offseason. You look at the Chiefs, they've extended Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. At what point are the, are the Niners getting too sentimental here? Well, I think with most of those guys you named, they're probably worth it outside of maybe. And not that he's not a good player, but for his production, for his money, there's two guys that don't really match. Their production doesn't match their extension, which would be Armstead and Debo so far. Doesn't mean Armstead and Debo can't come back next year. And They definitely might. They definitely could. Yeah. They definitely could. But Particularly Debo, man. Debo's what, 26? Come on. Yeah. Debo could yeah. definitely come back and do yeah. it. Aaron Armstead could do it. He was injured a lot this year, so they could come back. I mean, they're good, they're good players, man. So it's, it's hard to argue against it. But, you know, from a franchise standpoint, you do want to reserve that. You don't want to do that more than you need to. But ultimately, I come back to the same thing, which is you're investing so much in a roster because you think you're in a Super Bowl window, but you don't have the quarterback position figured out. And until you do... You're extending rest- linebackers. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Kyle. Oh, they, they, they but I mean... They've given Kyle Juszczyk an extension after they've given him two contracts. Like they got that fullback position locked up, baby. Fullback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's a it's a little you kidding bit, me. Uh, it's a it's just frustrating, man. Because you got to have a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. If we're being one hundred percent honest and keep keep as they used to say, keeping it a thou wow. They used to say. I mean, right? they they have so many of these like non essential positions yeah. locked up. Like locked up. we got the best weak side linebacker in the league, <laughs> yo. Like. Okay, is that going to help you beat the Chiefs? I, to me, like, look, it's, again, let's look about defense. Signing, extending Kittle, great. I, if he can stay healthy, tight ends are always bargains if they if they catch passes. I mean, they're almost, they're underpaid. Debo, man, if he can stay healthy and produce like he did, like, great. You play offense. You're a difference maker. How many defensive players are the Niners going to pay through the nose to extend? It's defense. You're not allowed to play it in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eric Armstead, they're paying him $20 million to, like, with to like not sack the quarterback in the end zone because he doesn't know if he's going to get uh, rough in the passing. Armstead, G- Greenlaw, Warner. I'm like Nick Bosa. Fine, he's he's the best edge rusher in the league. But like Fred Warner, Andre Greenlaw, you have two. You've extended two linebackers, and all they're doing is looking over their head when Patrick Mahomes throws down the field. Oh, oh man! Like I'm no offense to them, but they're freaking linebackers. Yeah. How and now you're gonna now you're gonna extend Emmanuel Mosley too? How many guys on defense? It seems. Look at the Chiefs. They they spend on a couple guys who hit the quarterback and everyone else and, and a safety. They got Justin Reed. Other than that, everyone else is drafted. And then when it's time to get paid, Traverius Ward, thank you very much. Go get your money somewhere else. Yeah. D Ford, thank you very much. Go get your money somewhere else. Like you can't be. You gotta be kind of cutthroat. It's what the it's what the Chiefs were are. It's what the Patriots were forever. You can't yeah. pay everyone. Yeah. And, and and the Patriots were able to get by because they had a great quarterback, Tom Brady. So 49ers, maybe use some of those assets instead of giving them extensions. Maybe use those assets to acquire, put yourself in a position to either draft or sign 
a top-notch quarterback. Because we're saying like, hey, well, the Niners can't really, I mean, they could afford to get Derek Carr, but it would be tough. They have to move a lot of things around. Yeah, that's because they have, they're super invested at linebacker. You know what I mean? They're super invested at, in Eric Armstead. Maybe in the future. If you keep giving out extensions to B-level players because you drafted them, eventually you can't spend on the most important position. Yeah. If you if, if you have an opportunity to get a, a Pro Bowl quarterback and it's like, ah, well, we have a Pro Bowl fullback and a Pro Bowl weak side linebacker, so we can't. But at least we have the best team outside of quarterback. No one cares. You can't win the Super Bowl like that anymore. Yeah. You can't. Because we see it. It seems like the NFL, I'm not saying the NFL is rigged, but they lost Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. They're going to lose Aaron Rodgers. They lost Drew Brees. They, have a, they don't have stars in the league. NBA has stars. Soccer has stars. They need stars. Quarterbacks are the stars. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to let you win a Super Bowl. Let you. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with a non-star quarterback. All yeah. of a sudden, there's going to be 15 penalties against you in that game. Surprisingly. I mean, they need to just start drafting quarterbacks every year. Every year. Not seventh round. No. Instead of drafting a running back in the third, draft, draft a quarterback. And, and, and again, you sign a guy, too. Because you could get the next Geno Smith. Some of these guys get given up on immediately. Geno Smith was a second-round pick. You can get guys with talent who've been given up on. Sam Darnold in a year could be that guy. You never know. Yeah. Although he's not good now. But again, you, you look at all avenues. All avenues. And I feel like the Niners have been terrible at that. They came in to the team. They're like, well, we want Kirk Cousins next year, so we're not even going to look. Come on. Look at everything. You don't, you don't know where it's going to be. It's been a long time, like you said, since Jeff Garcia, since the 49ers have had a Pro Bowl quarterback. And, you know, Cap was amazing, yeah, but he has such a brief such a brief time for him. You know, it's just frustrating as a 49er fan just not having a franchise quarterback, an actual franchise quarterback that we can count on. And then you build around that. That's what 49ers need to be doing. So before we wrap up, let's talk about this extension thing. Should the Niners extend Nick Bosa? Yeah, I think so. I think he's the best edge rusher in the league. Um, I think he's probably going to hold his value. If you ever need to trade him, you probably can. Um, he's been healthy two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs spend a big money on Frank Clark. I think you can justify it. Yeah. Um, should they extend Emmanuel Mosley? I don't think they can. How many starters on your defense are you going to be spending, are going to be expensive veterans on their second deal? It's defense. It's it matters, but are do you really want to spend most of your cap money on defense when you can't play it? You're yeah. going to give up forty to the Chiefs, no matter how much money you spend on your freaking defense. How much? Money, do you know how much an extension for Mosley would cost? He's a corner who's good in twenty five. I know he's coming off an ACL, but you're not going to get him for. He's a corner and he's good. I I think he's going to get at least ten million dollars a year. Yeah, it's tough. Man. I don't think they can do it. I think you got to do Bosa. I mean, the good news is that God do Bosa. That won't affect uh, this year's salary cap, and you could always, you know, use them for something else in the future, trade capital if you really wanted to. But yeah, Mosley, man, I really like him. But Lenore played played well as well. I mean, it's, it's very tough, man. It's a tough decision, but it all just seems like a moot point until you've locked down that quarterback. Another know? reason they can't extend Mosley, he gets hurt. Yeah, he's getting hurt. He's gotten hurt multiple times. He's going to be expensive. I love Emmanuel Mosley. You can't pay everyone. I love Emmanuel Mosley. Resigning him is a is a sentimental, emotional decision. Yeah, I'm sorry. And the other thing is, like you 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 extended Greenlaw, you extended Warner because you you developed them. You want to reward them. The other side of the coin is if you develop Dre Greenlaw and Warner, 
you can do it again. That's how the Chiefs think. They can draft and develop. Their draft this year, they just drafted a bunch of guys, started them, and they all did well because they have good coaches. You, you, you can do it again. Yeah. You have great position coaches at D-line, linebacker. Now now you got Steve Wilkes. Like, dude, you don't, don't give Talanoa Hafunga $50 million next year. Get the next Talanoa Hafunga. Keep and, replacing these. Get young guys on defense. Don't give away all your draft picks. This is my TED gotta, Talk. They got to keep in mind in two years or a year or two, uh, it's, they're going to have to make decisions at that point. So somebody's going to have to go. So they need to start planning ahead for that now. I just think it's amazing that, yeah, I mean, they're invested in McCaffrey. They brought him in. They're invested in, Trey, in, in Trent Williams. But of the guys they've drafted and developed, on offense, it's just Debo and Kittle who are still around. Gotten that second contract on? They're just giving out second contracts on defense left and right. Like no, no, don't do that. Yeah, don't freaking do that unless it's Nick Bosa. It, it honestly, the only two guys. It should have been Bosa and Buckner. Those should have been the guys making money on their second contract, and maybe Fred Warner because he's the best middle linebacker in football. Maybe. Well, it comes that's it. Their, comes down to their philosophy, Grant. When they when they came in, they've told the story of what their plan was, which was to build a strong defense first and foremost. They're a defense run game team. Stop. The NFL doesn't let you do that anymore. It's not 1997. They want 47, 50 points in the play in the Super Bowl. They want passing. You're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes with defense. They won't. The the rules won't allow it. The the officiating won't allow it. Forget that. That's their philosophy. So they They got to change that. They got to change that. Yeah. They got to change it. Yeah. Um, that's, this show is over. Let's see if I missed any Super Chats, which I'm sure I did. Dustin the Gale says, the real reason the Niners didn't make it to the Super Bowl, Mike and Ike's. I'm telling you, man, they are. There's a lot of calories and sugar in there. But I'm a big Sour Patch Kid guy, so who am I to talk? Jordan Banks says, I feel if we don't win the Super Bowl next year, we need to go let go of Kyle. Sean Payton would have got us a ring. Actually, any decent coach would have. Um, would Doug Peterson have won a Super Bowl with the Niners? Maybe. I don't know. Glory says this will be unpopular, but I wish the Niners would sacrifice T-Dub to balance their offensive line. What is he worth? That's the thing. Like you have the best left tackle in football, but you don't need a great left tackle. You need two good tackles. So I don't know, but he's not going anywhere. He's in Cabo. Cabo click. He's not leaving. Cabo click. He's not going anywhere. Sign car, wait on Purdy, trade Lance. Uh, You could, you can make the argument, but they won't. What SPF do you use? You look wider than before. (laughs) It's, it's the lighting. It's the lighting. I swear to God. Um, hold on. Late to the chat, but do you think that the third quarterback they bring in will determine who Kyle wants to be the starter? Will be the majority of the game plans uh, for the quarterbacks moving forward? Yeah, if it's Mariota, maybe he wants. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't. I mean, look what he had. What, what he did with Trey Lance. I mean, he he brought he brought in. But Nate Sudfeld was going to be Trey Lance's backup quarterback. That was his plan, and they're total different skill sets. And then they draft Brock Purdy. It's like. I don't feel like Kyle looks at it that way where I feel like a lot of coaches would want quarterbacks with similar skill sets so they don't have to adjust. I don't think Kyle does that. Josh Wyatt says, let's be clear. We are desperately searching for another quarterback because if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get a QB one job, the Niners will find a reason to bring him back. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like from what Kyle said. And again, I think he's going to the Raiders, but it sounds like a bad breakup. Corey Soto says, I'm no longer sure the Niners win a Super Bowl with this win now roster because they failed the quarterback situation. They built backwards. So start developing Lance and prepare for the future. Jimmy Garoppolo nor Purdy did it. Um, but again, like you, what if Lance can't stay healthy? Like you got to prepare for everything. They don't know. There's so many questions. 
Niners, in my honest opinion, should do what the Chiefs did and overhaul the O-line and sign Mariota. You need two good off- You need two good tackles. You need a, a, a great center. On hood. On gang. Um, last one. Domain Threat says, Kyle's Andy Reid before you got Mahomes. Fire him at your own risk. Okay, fine. But what makes you confident that Kyle is going to get his Mahomes? Reed also worked for very well with McNabb for a long time. Kyle's had an adversarial relationship with every quarterback he's ever coached and hasn't coached a quarterback for more than a few years. I don't know, except for Jimmy. So that's my question. The show's over. Thanks for watching. Ryan, good show. Good stuff. Right, my phone's Someone's ringing. Calling him. Right on time. Right on time. Peace.